Hi, and welcome to Carbomb Podcast, episode 408. Uh, we have some of the crew from Extra Life United uh, back, and yeah. we have some of them still remote, because uh, Phil was lazy and didn't travel here from Ohio, so, you know, thanks for nothing. Uh, and we got Matt. You, you at home? Weird. Yeah, apparently Spirit Airlines doesn't travel to BC, so hmm. At we all. can't have more nightmares. That's, well, I'm that's still stuck in Calgary right as of this recording, so. <laughs> so, yes, we have I got stuck Peter, we have Matt, we have Phil. Uh, we don't have Emily, she's not available tonight. But so... we do have, through the power of Amazing Simulation, the voice of Emily to say... Theme song! I kind of hated that you almost walked me into a corner. I'm like, fuck you, don't shove me in a corner. <laughs> Nobody puts Peter in a corner. Damn Scoopy. Except apparently for WestJet. I still need to unload on them one of these days. We'll get to that. Let's talk about the good. So I'm assuming Bring the theme up. song is over. Yes. <laughs> um. So last episode was in the middle of Extra Life United. We had told tales With of travel. Jesse, uh, right on the episode realized that he was being really dumb about how to record the episode so that was great uh, but the I, audio I, was okay my favorite part is i was out of the room for like the first half an hour i was just kind of like micro napping because i knew the episode because it was like we started recording that like eleven thirty at night Oof. so and i knew it was gonna be a long episode so i kind of micro napped and i did a couple things in my room how many hours difference like, uh three hours three so you Hang on, how does so math it, work? it would be did about you, this time right now? Or did you be... gain time or lose time? You gain time. Uh-huh. You're fine. Yeah, Quit the recording whining. would start right about the exact same time. It's yeah. six minutes from now. So you were jet lagged in the good way. You gain time. Mm. Coming back must have sucked because you probably Chris adjusted. Coming back sucked for like a dozen different reasons. We don't. Do even... you want to get into that? I want to talk about the good before we get into the bad. Okay. Well, let's because I want to. I want to chronological order. So, Phil, yes. uh, we've talked about Extra Life United, all the money we raised. Yes. Um, actually, got a delightful email from uh, the Vancouver Hospital today saying, uh, you know, thank you for uh, going. That was nice. Woo-hoo. Nice. And um, I think we talked about the somewhat homoerotic thing I was talking about earlier on, where we on the day, the first day of the thing, we woke up, did, went, hit the gym together, hit the pool together. You know, just had a good day, and then we ended up fighting each other in rock, paper, scissors. I think we talked about that last episode. We, we definitely did, yeah. yeah. Um, did, was there anything else you want to cover about the game days before we talk about what happened on the Friday? Or, or that wasn't the Friday, sorry, that was the Saturday. I, I think we're good on that. I know Yellowhood mentioned a story that she wants to tell, so I'll leave that one for her for mm-hmm. next time she's on. Um, for yes. clarification, uh, Yellow is Emily, because yes. on this podcast, we don't ever call her Yellow, usually. Fair enough. But Phil calls his sister Yellow because... Because they do a lot of online gaming together, and... We absolutely do. And, to be fair, if you're gaming with strangers, you probably want to just get used to nicknames and not start dropping real names until you actually know people. 
so I wanted to talk about something that happened at the dinner uh, before we recorded that podcast because we never got to it. It's not the thing we talked about off that we can't talk yep. about. Don't worry this about is, it. This is a different thing. Um, so it's one of the special thing. guests that was there, uh, probably ostensibly just to appease the Extra Life, or sorry, not the Extra Life, um, the uh, Children's Miracle Network champions who are like the, the poster kids for people who have been helped by the system, uh, was Adassa. I think that's how her name is pronounced. Who? Uh, she was cousin Dolores in uh, Encanto, the one who sings We Don't Talk About Bruno. Ah, I should watch that movie one of these days. Yes. I know, I had to go through a lot of steps. It's pretty like, decent. Yeah, it's, I like it. I also watched that movie. If I had to pick between that and uh, Ray and the Last Dragon, I would pick Raya, but I mean, that's more about what my preferences of film are in mm-hmm. general, right? That's not necessarily an indictment of Encanto. Anyway. So so she was one of the presenters for the award ceremony thing that was going on, which kind of gave prizes to, like, the corporate partners. Because, you know, it's as a charity, they have to butt-kiss the corporations that help make it all possible. Well, you can't afford to actually pay them, so you just do lip service. Yeah. but So she was one of the presenters in addition to meeting all the champions, which I'm sure was the real reason she was there. Because uh, this is easily one of the most awkward moments of the entire dinner was she comes out, tries to start getting the crowd to sing along, and the crowd gives her nothing. Ooh. <laughs> and then she just gives up and moves on. It was hilarious. Oh, no. Like, I started to record it for oh, a video, and that's... it just didn't happen, so I'm just like, all right. That, that's... There was a few I think the biggest thing is so that, awkward. uh... I think it was just mostly a demographic mismatch. Oh, 100%. Like... <laughs> I yeah. The thing is, I I think the majority of people in that room, you had corporate sponsors, and then you had hospital staff. Which I would guess a lot of the people in that room are professionals in their late thirties, early forties sort of range. Oh yeah, I get that impression. I get the sense. Uh, most of them not really the Disney crowd. No, I mean if you if you went with. Okay, uh, I do know how far I'll go, and you're welcome from Moana, and then I know Let It Go. But other than that, uh, Renaissance Era are all the Disney songs I know. Like, I don't know the modern stuff, so... Yeah, you know the stuff you grew up with. Yeah. But I think Moana is honestly the newest Disney movie that I've seen. Hmm. That's not the worst, but it is... uh... You should watch Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, I love that movie. I will. I have actually performed uh, You're Welcome in front of an audience. It was fun. I even had Jamie draw the little tattoo so I could, like, do the bicep slap and the little dance away. It was fun. (laughs) I actually haven't seen that movie, but I have sung that song uh, at a karaoke event because the kids... Like, this was a, a high school robotics thing. And the kids are like, sing something. And I'm like, I don't know this song. And they're like, you're going to do it anyway. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, here we go. Oh, that can't have gone well. Oh, it did not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm like, careful what you wish for. Well, no, there's there's like, uh, as you well know, there's like a fast rap part of the song. Oh, no, I, I didn't no even chance. At. Absolutely did not attempt. Anyway, um... I wanted to bring that up just because I think it was one of the few things we didn't mention. I also went to a roundtable, actually, where uh, we had rapid-fire people 
talking about how to get Extra Life guilds set up at their hospitals, and I think I was one of, like, five Extra Lifers to actually participate in those talks. <laughs> so I was like, I'm glad I came here for part you've, of this. You've got tons of experience with that. You could coach a class on how to run an Extra Life stream at this point. Yeah. What not to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, and honestly, that's not a joke. That's a big part of it. Yeah. It's true. But, um... Yeah, so we recorded the podcast on the 14th at night, and the next day was the 15th, where we basically all just slept. Yeah. <laughs> I think the highlight of the 15th was we discovered there was a turtle pond. I did see that, that one picture you guys found, like, there's, like, a terrapin in there? Yeah. Well, it's it's a Florida softshell turtle is the formal title for it. Yeah. Oh, is that what we determined it was? Yeah, I was very disappointed oh, yeah. because I thought it was going to have that's, a fancy. That's what name. I recognized it as. So they, they always have like the little pointed snout, and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like the the, tur- the shell doesn't look like a shell. It looks just like a big round back on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, there's yeah. a pond full of them. It was actually kind of cool. Like the resort had a few neat features because it also had mini golf, which we never got to, um, and a fishing pond. If I was there, you would have. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we would have. And you, yeah, there was multiple was... pools, but we mostly visited the one. And and the issue with the mini golf is also that it was across that roadway that we mentioned before had no working crosswalks or stoplights or anything. No, like no, that. there was one so... in the resort. So you, oh, so was you there had one? To yeah. Play frogger. Okay. Yeah, the other one you had to frogger too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, no, we had two options ah. for mini golf, Phil. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because Florida. Because Florida. Um, exactly. If you're not regular golfing, you're mini golfing. Yeah. Well, the highlight for me on the 15th, besides just chilling out with the turtles, was I got to try Bahama Breeze, which was a place talked up by the cab driver when we came in, and Emily apparently loves. And I gotta say, of the three, I think it's Darden Restaurants is the name of the franchise, because it's Olive Garden, Red Lobster, several others, and Bahama Breeze. Of those three, Bahama Breeze is currently my favorite. Granted, I've only been there one time. Whereas I've been to a Red Lobster, I think, at least three times, and I've Olive Garden quite a few times before they left Kelowna. And, you know, don't come back. <laughs> but, no, I really like that Hold place. On. Red Lobster or Olive Garden? Olive Garden. Kelowna. There was a... There was, when was this? I think it went away in the early 2000s. Huh. It was over by the Coast... Or not the Coast Capri. Um, the Ramada. Okay. I don't think it was attached to the Ramada, I think, but it was in that general area. I remember there was Perkins there. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was somewhere. It was. Oh, I'm kind of surprised you guys have Perkins. Oh, we get, yeah, we always get Perkins. Now it's now it's uh, Schmitty's. Yeah. Um, but oh. yeah, there was an Olive Garden in there somewhere. Um, I think it's where Moxie's is now. Okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. I only ever remembered it fascinating Moxies, topic. But... I know, I know. We're just talking about local trivia now. <laughs> but Matt was curious, so I thought I'd humor him because yep, I mean, fair enough. We're, we're like, hey, let's talk about Extra Life, the thing Matt didn't go to. <laughs> but Matt's on I the episode. I wouldn't make it either. <laughs> I'm on, I am here too, guys. Yeah, but no, Chris, um, you're the, technically the, the host. Well, here's, here's, here's just a, a bit of trivia for, for you, Peter. Um, when I graduated and we did our little grad trip, you know, my class of six. Mm-hmm. Six. Hang on, I can do math. Um, but yeah, my class of six, we went to, we went to Moxie's for, like, we're graduate, like, for the dinner of that day, and we went to Kelowna Grand Prix, which also doesn't exist anymore, yeah. and did the go-karts there, and that was a lot of fun. But, basically, I 
that like when I actually was starting to look for like restaurants of like more not Scandia, um, that like Moxie's was already there. So that's just where we had food. That's fair. But, but yeah, I had way. no idea that it was, um, shoot, I already lost it. What was it again? <laughs> Olive Garden. Moxie's. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, no, I just, I just had no idea there was an Olive Garden in Cologne. I feel like I would have heard about it or yeah. something, but I never did. <laughs> well, it's, it hasn't been there for a long-ass time. I am, perk. by the way, legally obligated to point out that Perkins is an Ohio restaurant, so mm. you're welcome. Oh. Perkins is solid. I like Perkins. I didn't know Perkins was Ohio-based. Yep, Cincinnati, mm. Ohio. Well, if we can get it, we can get it back, Perkins well. Pancake House. Um, yep. Yeah, no, but Hummer is solid. Uh, and we we did. I love. Unfortunately, we bought a lot of food and we didn't end up using a lot of it because we ended up not eating in the villa as lot as much as I thought we would. Um, but so didn't go to waste, did it? Uh, no, we gave it to Ricky or we gave okay. it to the hotel staff. And even then, the stuff we gave to the hotel staff was very little. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't give we didn't give them a lot. Um, but my, one of my favorite things was just that that night it was like we wanted to do a spaghetti night but then we had never done the other grocery run to actually make like a nice sauce so i'm like okay what do i have to work with i have the spaghetti i have the tomato sauce we bought i have some sliced provolone and i have some sliced turkey and then for spices i have salt and pepper (laughs) so i made it work and i made college students spaghetti (laughs) and you know what it was perfectly acceptable yeah I mean, it's hard to f that up. <laughs> uh no, it's not. You can absolutely make bad spaghetti. Yeah, I've done yeah, it so several it times. How much salt you added? So, speaking of uh, our final days down in Orlando, mm-hmm. what did we do the day after that? I was building up to that, but I wanted to give you know. I just wanted to mention like the the enforcement of the food thing. It's like it's a shame because we wanted to do a pancake night and we wanted to, you know, there's a bunch of things. I ended up giving James um or Brames, sorry, some uh, French toast that I made impromptu with the maple syrup because we talked about the maple syrup and then we never did it. Uh, but even then, it was kind of impromptu uh, French toast. Anyway, but yes, the next day, we went to the wonderful world of Disney, which is currently Ooh. under fire by the Florida legislature. I was about yeah. to say, yeah, that's, yeah, that's they, on the topic list. They Didn't they lose their funding? No, so there, uh, yeah, I'll get into that the, whole uh, thing. Can I can I explain so it the very Republicans simply? lost their funding, or Disney lost their funding? Let me explain the very basics. Of what happened? Disney is yes. in a special district, which yes. which is technically controlled by the people who live there. And Florida decided not at the state legislature level. Nah, you can't do that anymore. And so they tried to shut it down. So now there's going to be an interesting legal fight because special districts have been just such a ridiculous thing for a long time. Like there's. What is it? There was one state where there was over 12,000 special districts which would do stuff like mismanage water funds. Like, special districts have been a problem. But in this case, Disney owns the land, so they have basically basic control over the land. And I don't like it. (laughs) Florida, yeah. And Florida's like, no, you can't do that anymore. But they did, they shut it down in what is technically an illegal manner. So there's going to be a court battle over this. And this will be interesting to see because. I kind of want them me, both to lose. Yeah, yeah. Let me. It's let me hard to decide who you hate more. The the arguments here on on either side. So part of the reason why Disney fought so hard for this special district, which has been around for quite a while now, it's been over fifty years. Yeah, since the foundation um, of Disney World and before. Since the foundation of Disney World, uh, 
on the one side, it allowed them to bypass a whole bunch of red tape Uh um, in terms of not having to do things like secure building permits or, you know, to have to rely on the city to get infrastructure built and stuff like that. It let them take a lot of initiative and build up the area very quickly. Um, The other side of that, though, is that Disney also has quite a bit of responsibility because of that. They provide yeah, they fire, don't like that. And fire and police services. They provide power for the majority of that area. They've got their own power plant. Um, they do waste waste disposal for that area. So yeah, Disney Disney does a lot for that area. Uh, services that a city would typically provide or a county would typically provide. So and they handle the, the building permits for that area too. So they can deny exactly. a hotel to build on their territory. So the the real question now i suppose is going to be uh can the local governments step up to take over that and when they fall short the inevitability of what's going to happen is disney's going to step up and then build the local governments for use of their private services anyway so That's it's one of these gonna be awkward yeah that no does, it, it does sound like a worse option because right now if disney is in control they're using their own funds but if it's now again becomes city run people are paying their taxes to the city which then disney somehow is going to get control over to use yeah like, a- absolutely it's going to cost the taxpayers the, the projected big number which is probably not entirely accurate is a billion dollars yeah they were saying that per taxpayer that breaks down to a little over two thousand bucks a piece so uh yeah per year and why is this all happening again oh because uh the don't say gay bill yeah wasn't it basically the the bits that i've been like catching and i'm like i'm still curious as to like what um desantis thinks he's gonna accomplish here anyway Uh, he's gonna like i know he's i know he i understand like they don't say gay bill but then basically disney kind of got caught like secret or basically like funding the back end of things so the when they got caught they're like okay we're gonna stop but now is this supposed to just like this whole thing now is this retaliation oh, because yeah. they've decided the Republican oh, party yeah. is not getting disney money oh, anymore DeSantis is entirely powered by spite and wanting to become president he's trying to be the next trump <laughs> he's in a duel with abbott from texas one for who can be enough. the shittier governor yikes because I mean, like, I mean not, Abbott's not trying to, to distract from how shitty he handled all the weather here, prices the Texas With is any there. luck, the two bases will just cannibalize each other. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, with all the abortion shit that's going on right now, it's like there's going to be a lot of damage before the dust settles. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Did everyone forget that there's still a war going on? No, no, we know. I don't mean... Us, I mean, like the world. Like, no, no, there's no. There's, a whole daily, bunch there's of... daily updates on the war. Those guys, yeah. that city that they thought only had hours to live now does Mariupol. have more hours than that. But the evacuation's been fucked up because Russia's been reneging on their promises. Well, well they, they keep saying, "Oh yeah, we'll let you guys out," and then they keep just like bombing the hell out of anyone who tries to leave. Yeah, it's. I know we had decided we're not going to talk about that too much on the podcast. I just, like, there's too much other shit going on when that's still going on. Like, mm-hmm. we can't just For forget sure. about that. <laughs> no, we definitely haven't. But, yes. like, can we talk about the magical day we had? I, I was about to say, like, let's Please. maybe pull this back from the darkness a little bit and, and uh, uh, 
wish all of our problems away with uh, our, our Escape credit cards. Fantasy. And... Yeah. Or so, with beer. That's been working for me. So, uh, the yeah, day of... I don't of have any what... alcohol in here right now. Mm. The day that of what happened is um, me, Phil, Elliot, uh, Jacob, and Jesse. Jesse. Yep, no, no brains. He'd already gone home. Uh, we all went to Disney World, and we all started the day in Hollywood Studios because we wanted to, like, the kind of the big thing was we all wanted to check out Galaxy's Edge, and we all had different goals. Jesse really wanted to maybe build his own lightsaber. That's the part I'm most jealous about. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, he wanted to do that. Jacob decided to stick with him, uh, whereas Elliot, uh, James, and I. Fuck James. Sorry, Phil. I'm looking right Sorry. at you when I said James. <laughs> it's okay. That's the worst part. Um, I think it's because there's so many J names involved with this trip. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, Phil, Elliot, like and Gemily. I decided to open with her last name is Jarecki. And Jupiter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We all decided to do Rise of the Resistance because, I mean, that was the big flagship ride. Is that the, uh, like, the. Arrested by the Empire. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. okay. We'll, we, yeah, we can get into what it was like. I've heard that one was really good. Yeah. Chris, you're about to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to foreshadow what's about to happen. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so we we go in line for that. It probably took us a bit over. I think it was 70 minutes we, we realized to get to Hour the first 15, part. 15, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. I mean, like, because they, they always have a standard listed wait time of two hours because there's no wait, fast. do you have to... Wait in line the whole time? Yes. Yeah. I now, thought they did, like, a virtual queue that you just they get. They used to? Oh. Um, no, you're thinking of the old FastPass system. Well, no, no, what what he's actually thinking of is they used to have boarding groups for mm. this. What it was was that pretty much they would sell out of reservations for this ride within the first hour of the park opening. Yeah. And, like, that'd be the entire day. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have calmed down enough now that they actually have standard queuing and fast pass queuing. No, they don't have fast pass for this one. Uh, oh, is that no fast pass? Fast pass? They like you lightning basically lane. It was just not virtually get in line. No, no, Phil. The there was no lightning lane option at all. Was there not? No, there wasn't even a line for it, or there wasn't even an entrance for it. Is is lightning the thing I'm anyway. thinking of where you basically stand in line on your phone, but then you wander yes. around and your phone tells you when you're about to get? Yeah, it, repl- it okay. replaced fast pass, which was the thing where you would take a pass and you'd come back when the time the pass time in the past tells you okay so they didn't even have lightning lane for that as far as i could tell because like i i didn't see that's garbage because i thought that was one of the best innovations in theme parks in a long while there's a complicated video about it where it kind of looks at the fact that maybe it's not but that's another that's uh okay, plug for, fair enough uh, uh what, what what was the exact name of the title of that video phil uh it's, it's a defunct well, land episode defunct land yeah just look up defunct and, uh, land fast pass if you have fast pass yeah uh 100 uh, minutes to kill because 100 minutes look at the fast pass i, I recommend you watch it it's, it's it's very fascinating but 100 very... minutes is gonna be a solid no i don't honestly care enough Howard. about this situation yeah, okay to spend that much time. here here's what i'm going to ask sit down and watch the 15 first 15 minutes of it okay. if you are hooked continue watching it if you're not hooked pass Chris, let me ask you something. What do you Fast. know about lines? What do you know about lines? <laughs> uh, they are generally not straight, as the name would suggest, yep. and wind all around the place. Speaking of, 
let's tell you about the whining line we stood in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that segue. Uh, yeah, because what happened is the line for Rise of the Resistance was so long, we actually dipped into Muppet Land. <laughs> yes. I don't even know the layout of the park to know how far away that is, but that's still it's just not. immediately it's right next door. occurred it's, to me as funny. Because the Muppet Land isn't actually that big. It's kind of a it's kind of on its own, and it's like the big thing is Are they there have the, Fraggles there. No, uh-huh. I don't think so. There's a, there's the Muppet 3D, which is like the main show there, and then they have Pizza Rizzo, which is their pizza place there. Yeah, and they have like a Miss Piggy Fountain and a few other things. Yeah, it's cool. It's like it's basically a, a, a big street with a couple of major features. I didn't know Muppets were a Disney property. Yeah, they got owned back in what was it 2014? No. Oh no, yeah. earlier than that. I guess was, I should have assumed because they did Muppets, literally uh, everything. Muppets in Oz. The Muppet or the Muppets teamed up with Disney in the like, early, in the early in the, the early nineties, but they yeah. didn't become a formal property until around whenever the hell that TV special with with the Wizard of Oz was done. Gotcha. To, which I want to say was the two thousands. If I was correct. asked this like in a trivia or something, I would have thought they were Warner. So, well, I mean, they used to they were, they were always Jim Henson, and then they were Jim Henson Company. But they were even when Henson was alive, he was in the progress of selling them. But there was also the question of the Sesame Street Muppets, which were technically owned by Children's Workshop, uh, you know, yeah. with PBS. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to talk about boring legal battles? <laughs> no, I want to hear about this windy line. Then stop interrupting. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was needlessly confrontational. Anyway, so we get through the line, um, and what happens is the first part of the queue is you go in and like you're, you're you're taken into a cave, which is like meant to feel like a rebel or sorry, a resistance built stronghold, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. a lot of improvised floor lighting, a couple of hastily laser carved areas, uh, some displays are set up that say nonsense. There's like weapon lockers and stuff. It's pretty cool. And then you go into a briefing room where BB-8 cues up a hologram of Ray, who gives you some spiel about how you're going on a transport to some place to do a thing. It doesn't really matter because you never make it. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, so then you're, you head outside, and it's like you get a you you go get next to a cool looking X-wing, uh, which is supposed to be um, Poe Dameron's X-wing. And then you get on a big transport ship, and it's like the whole thing is like the ship has taken off, and you're being escorted by Poe and two uh, soon to be doomed pilots. Uh, now, is this an actor playing Poe trying to look like Oscar Isaac? Or oh, no, it's, it's it a pre recorded video of Oscar Isaac. A video, okay. video that you're seeing via screen inside your transport, which the okay. transport is a motion simulator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it, what it actually does is like. Like it, it makes it feel like you're flying, but what you're actually probably doing the whole time is I think you're sinking down because you're going underground, right? Uh, right. no, uh, you're going down in all of the uh California rides, you're going up in all of the Florida rides because of the swamp. Disney is actually reverse laid out between those two, but there was nothing above us. Well, maybe they solved that problem. But traditionally, all the rides that went down in California go up in Florida because of the swamp, and they just reversed all their rides at the origin of the park. I was about to say, this one's new enough that it could be that they built this on kind of a pseudo-second level, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I don't yeah. know for sure about the newer ones, but I know that's like an interesting fact about both of the parks at their origin right. is like haunted the, haunted mansion. Yeah, all the, the original yeah. down rides are like, well, yeah. we can't go down. There's a swamp, so they literally reversed all the rides with the same mechanism, just up instead. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so eventually we get tractor beamed by a star destroyer and fucking Hux cameos. Hux is all over this. He cameos in all of this. Because I think he cameoed in Smuggler's Run and, and Star Tours as well. Like, the... I can't, what, I forget his name. It's one, it's Domino the, Gleason? Yeah, Domino Gleason. He keeps cameoing. Yeah. Eh. Mr. It's like, because what of else me. is he up to? To be honest. He's uh, Sorry. Mr. McGregor he's a working character actor. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's in the Peter Rabbit movies. Yeah, but... They're trying to murder him with blackberries. Yeah. Are you fair. saying he's not good enough to be murdered with blackberries? No, but as you said, he's a character actor. He's got some free time. Working character actors are quite busy, Chris. Have you not seen how many movies Michael Madsen is always in? Anyway, I don't have time to talk about Chris and his terrible taste. So Nobody does. That's a whole episode What are you doing right now? Yeah. That's like a three-part miniseries. Yeah. Anyway, so we you the doors open and in walks uh, an, imperial tr- an imperial officer who's just, oh, that guy was great. Like, he was fully in character. He's like, you will be, you will be t- come forward and be interrogated or some shit like you know. Very. And this like, is just mm. original character. Yeah, well, it's, okay. it's, it's, yeah, it's one of the, is... it's one of the, par- it's one of the cast members. This one is of the cast members. Yeah. yeah. And like he's just fully in character. I was like, I love this. You come out. Nice. There's a row of, st- of stormtroopers. Um, I'm pretty sure most of them were just statues, but I think a couple moved. They were animatronic. They were yeah. very lightly animatronic. I think it was mostly their heads. Yeah. There were some other ones that were more animated than them. Uh, yeah, and, like, you're in, so you're now, like, in a Star Destroyer set, and they lead you off into an interrogation queue. There's another queue inside the ride, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the one thing I kind of hated, is that there's... It, there's Hang a line. The ride. Yep. <laughs> so you wait inside another line, now inside a Star Destroyer, which is decently atmospheric, and, uh, the Imperial officers there were, the cast members, were all pretty, mostly in character, which is good. The, the big thing is, of course, they have to figure out how many are in your group, because you need to be separated. Right. Is that the the reason for the mostly in character? Because I was gonna yeah yeah because they yeah. have to ask like how many in your group you know but they're trying to do it like sinisterly yeah fair enough like they were trying uh there's, there's still like there's character but there's also you got a job to do and you have to make sure it's yeah all safe. no but like since and, they're already Peter, playing authoritarians they're pretty good at like channeling that energy <laughs> and Peter was claiming uh, ignorance saying that we were just. Uh, lowly moisture farmers. Yeah, yeah. And, I was uh, trying to make the, the guy laugh because, <laughs> like, I walk right by him. I was like, "I swear, I'm just a moisture farmer." <laughs> we left. Uh, anyway, but so you, you then sh- get taken to. You an should have ad- just done Elron Hubbard. I do- oh, you think you're in charge, <laughs> Chris? How would that have gone? <laughs> and, uh, uh, terribly. <laughs> and there was probably a Scientologist in the area. <laughs> There always is. It yeah. is Florida. Go on. <laughs> yeah, so eventually you get you get put into interrogation chambers when you're in groups of four. So there's a total of 16. So what was your group of four then? Because there were more than four of you, wasn't there? Uh, Yeah, I forget who. Well, we were a group of three and we were p- paired up with some lone rando. Oh. Uh, those, those Wait, did I lose six. track? No, the cars were eight. Lone Rando so. sounds like a character. Oh, from they were Star eight. Wars. Two yeah, rows, we got two, a rando. You're that's, right. that's true. Uh, we got, we got a dad from another party. But anyway, Jesse, Peter, Jacob, 
Phil. No. It, this Jesse one was just... and Jacob were not with us. Oh. Pay yeah, attention. This was just Elliot. Yeah. Peter Sorry. and I. I am genuinely a little annoyed because you're making it take longer. That's <laughs> what anyway. I do. I know. Anyway. So you go into the interrogation chamber. Kylo Ren comes up and he's like, I will take the secret information from your mind. And then he gets called away. And that's his video again? Uh, Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's a pretty, it's a decent video, but you can still tell it was video because it's like, you know, an angular screen. So they try- Oh, so they're trying to pretend he's actually there, but yeah. on video? But it's not like, okay. it's not, it just doesn't have the same effect. Like, um, some of the effects were better than others. That one was okay, but it was definitely not the best effect they had. Yeah, fair enough. Because then, um, so then what's kind of cool is there's a section of the wall next to you that suddenly starts to get cut open. And it's obviously, you know, just like a remote panel door that gets pulled away. But I do kind of love it. It's like, okay, now we're getting busted out of prison. But is it like a lightsaber cut or a laser cut? Or... I think it's just laser. Okay. It looks like a laser cut, yeah. Because there's, there's, no star- there's no Jedi on the other side. It's okay. it's random resistance members. Not that you could tell aside from their clothing because they're not in character for a good reason. Because now you're at the two escape vehicles, each which have uh, two rows of four. And like, the whole idea is you're you know going to get split up into the seats. So this is the part where they're giving you all the instructions to be safe, which is why they're not in character. Because <laughs> you need to make sure, yo, guys, this is this shit is going to get there's intense. There's a narrative, but there's lawsuits. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, when we were there, yeah. didn't a kid, didn't a family sit in the wrong car, and then they moved, but then the one kid couldn't get out or just was felt lost without his that, dad being beside him? Yeah. I, the, the one kid was having trouble undoing his seatbelt. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because they went to the wrong car. Even though like it was also segregated, so the two people in the front side of the room would go to the front car. The two people in the back would go to the back. But apparently, they didn't clue into that. No, that, that instruction is too complicated. I know you. You cannot trust people. People are bad. It's yes. So, instruction needs to be you here, you here. So the final payoff <laughs> for all this is a full-on epic adventure that lasts. A little over five minutes, because I, I have the video of most of it, and it lasted probably five and a half minutes. Uh, like, this, this whole, is before the ride, or including the actual this is, ride? This is from the point we're now at. Okay. When you get in the car. Like, it's okay. a long sequence. It's very good. It okay. Is. Yeah. Because uh, you're now in, like, two cars that are controlled by a droid. Like, there's a some kind of R2-like unit. Astromech. Some kind of astromech, like an, thank yeah, you. Imperial yeah, Imperial astromech. Yeah, some kind of Imperial astromech controlling the car, and, like, you know, these cars are now free-moving through an area. As far as I can tell, they weren't on tracks. They're they're omnidirectional, too, so yeah. they can slide sideways, they can spin, and there's no track. It's just following a preset, pre-programmed route, which is hmm. really impressive. Are they independently piloted, or is there some kind of invisible track system, do you think? That's I, interesting. I would, guess that there's probably tracker markers but mm-hmm. it's all probably some sort of a like master computer control system yeah it's more sophisticated on... than just rails but each car is independently powered yep hmm. yes i know oh, no yeah. it's very cool that's cool yeah and... they, they are very that was the honestly one of the most technologically impressive parts of it yeah was those cars there was another visual I really liked later on, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. So it starts with you trying to like sneak out. It was like, you know, you're trying to act natural. And then eventually you go to an area you're not supposed to or something. And then they start shooting at you. Uh, the effects of that are, are kind of mixed because I liked the effect of them shooting at you because I actually thought the effect of it coming at you looked good. Did but- they find a way to make lasers look real to the audience? Or I thought they looked so. decently real when they were coming in front of us. Yeah. 
Okay. And they were not just video screens. There was animatronics in there, too. Because I don't know of a way to do that without smoke, but I'm not an Imagineer either. The thing that didn't look as real to me was occasionally they'd have them... They'd always have them miss because they're stormtroopers. Yeah, and... And it would hit the environment. I hate doubling and down on that. the damage to the environment was all projectors. Like yeah, you could, tell, you could tell that the blaster bolts when they were hitting. There was a couple of exceptions to this, but for the most part, they were projector effects. So those were kind of, you know, like but it, like, it was good atmosphere. Was, it was like, I mean, yeah. you, you need to make a family-friendly audience Absolutely. feel like they're being shot at with lasers and not actually shoot them with lasers. Right. There's only so much you can do. Absolutely. Your hands are tied there. So now, so from this point on, it's balls to the wall where a lot of insanity happens as you're getting, like, shunted around these elaborate corridors, getting shot at. Um, Finn shows up to rescue you. It's an animatronic that looks like John Boriega. He's in his stormtrooper ar- armor, and he's, like, helping shoot at stormtroopers. So there's, like, bits where you'll see, like, a stormtrooper die. Pretty sure that Sorry, was did you say animatronic John Boyega? Yes. Eh. Yeah, I, I'll be I do that, not that, want that, any animatronic person. That, Just, that animatronic was... Uh, that he was sounds janky as fuck. Well, he, no, he, he was in shadow, though. It wasn't so bad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine with videos and projections, but animatronic people... Unless they're supposed to be a robot, d- no. Calm down. Anyway, it just kind of creates. The he's having a gun valley. battle. Can I yeah, can I paint a goddamn picture? Like <laughs> he's having a gun battle. You have a point where you're like you're like trying to get up, and then like you end up right in front of an ATAT as they spot you and are like clearly going for the guns. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and eventually, you end up on the bridge of the ship, like twenty meters away from Kylo Ren, and he sees you. <laughs> So he busts out the lightsaber. Is he actor animatronic or still video at this point? Uh, a combination of animatronic and video, because when you first see him, he's animatronic, but I mean, he's fully covered, so you don't see his face. Oh, okay. So it's more convincing than the John Boriega one, but like I said, the John Boriega one at least it, had the benefit of being Boyega, not Boriega. Boyega. Anyway. Uh, but the point is, he starts chasing you, and at one point, you're in a thing, and the door closes, and you're like in a turbo lift, and then... Lightsaber comes down through the ceiling. I love that effect. (laughs) That is pretty cool. Beautiful effect. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably the best effect yet. Oh, that was easily one of the highlights of the ride because I'm like, because they literally make lightsabers on their park. (laughs) That was right after the video screen of Kylo Ren coming at you down a hallway, and the blast doors, of course, close. Right, you know, the turbo lift door is closed yeah. just as he gets up. I, I think they could have held on that moment and got him just, you know, like a few feet closer just to add to that tension. But like, it was pretty good. The, the, the tension of it coming through the ceiling was great. That part's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then eventually you finally get out and it's like you meet up with the pilot of your ship who's crashed, but somehow alive. It's all good because it's like you get shot of an escape pod or something. I forget exactly how it ended. But the point is, you're landed, you're safe, you're away, everybody's happy, end of ride. Neat. Exit through so, the gift shop. In total. That sounds pretty awesome. Is this like a 10 minute experience? 15? Uh, it's tricky because there's the like, queue in the middle. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the actual briefing yeah. period, that, that whole sequence between the briefing and getting on the shuttle and then doing the thing, that's probably eight minutes. Yeah. So they I would I would say brilliantly, of... I will say, 
managed to make the queue interesting before right. the actual ride. Uh, I'd say the total content of the ride itself is probably no more than 10 minutes at top. Like, if yeah, I if 10, I show minutes, up yeah. and uh, in the hypothetical situation that will never happen, if I show up and just nobody's at Disney and there's no line and I just go into this ride and I sail right through with nobody in my way, about 15 minutes of content? Hmm. I'd say even... Yeah, probably between eight to twelve minutes. I'd, oh, okay. It's, I'd say it's at least ten. I think you're. I think you're being a little too. Yeah, conservative maybe. when you say eight, because I mean. But obviously, if they can make the queue interesting, that filler between oh, for, like well, speed the running that line briefings at least two minutes, Phil. Yeah, the speed yeah. running that line isn't realistic, and the, so and the and the, hmm, and the main yeah. ride portion escaping the star destroyer that's at least five. I wasn't considering the briefing in that, so yeah, briefing, you're probably right. Shuttle ride, even yeah, if, like and the assume, whole experience. Assuming you breeze through the interrogation, that's still part of it. Like if, ignoring the queue in the middle part. Yeah, I just right. mean from the moment you are immersed in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I would say it's close to fifteen. That's doing pretty, all the math. That's pretty impressive. Like we were and probably then if, on it. If you for make the wait half, no, not quite half. We were really queuing for about ten minutes on the Star Destroyer. Yeah. So if you make the wait interesting and add that to 15 minutes of interesting, that's a pretty good experience. No, it was, it was definitely my favorite of the three I did. Uh, Phil was saying like as a, as an immersive themed ride, probably one of the best they have. Phil has an argument for another one being better without the, like if you stripped away the theme and another one would be better. And I understand that argument. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important. I would to consider like to the hear theme. that argument because this was very much a themed ride from the get go. Yeah, right. Okay. So do you want to tell? About- can- yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll go through. So I had a few goals uh, for going to Disney. First of all, I wanted to see uh, Galaxy's Edge, obviously. Yeah. And we did get to do Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run. I know Peter went and did Star tr- Tours. I didn't. Yeah, Jesse, um, Jacob, and I did Star Tours. But the other thing that I wanted to do. I have never hit up any of the Disney roller coasters except for Expedition Everest, which is an animal kingdom. And so I'm like, I want to hit up at least two other roller coasters while I'm there. And what is your previous, just briefly, experience with Disney? Is this like okay. went once as a kid or so like do you I frequent? Went, or? I went once when I was six, yeah. I think, <laughs> somewhere around that age. Um, I went once in high school when I was a freshman in high school. Um, as part of a marching band trip and then i have been to extra life united twice and each of those had at least one day at disney okay now those one days at disney uh both times i think uh we ended up going to epcot and doing the whole food and drink around the world sort of a thing which sounds so, fun but we'll good. get to that because yeah. jesse yeah. jacob and i, I, I think did we went to time. magic kingdom as well but we didn't do any of the roller coasters just because lines tend to be quite a bit longer yeah that's um, but the this time i've gotten a lot more into roller coasters and theme parks and stuff like that so i'm like i want to get a couple of roller coaster credits under my belt this time and so i made it a point to go and ride rock and roller coaster which is still in hollywood studios Mm-hmm. And then when we I park hopped later in the day, I went and did uh, Space Mountain. And actually, I, I got a chance to ride Big Thunder Mountain as well. So I got three roller coasters done in, in the day as well. No, park hop. What's... So, After 2 p.m.? 
you can go to any park you want, but you have to basically pay for a second ticket. Which parks? I thought all this was Disney. It is. Disney has four individual parks within their properties. And you pay each time you switch parks? No, you well, only here's... pay for the initial entry, which yeah. is about 100 bucks. I think it's like 106 or something. And then yes. I think it's another 70 to add the park hopper yeah. option. Because that Ooh. lets you go you to any, any, of, the any parks, of the other parks. For but the only the after 2 p.m. Ugh. Yeah. That yeah. gross. It's steep. What uh, are the four parks? Why... There's a reason why I decided uh, Magic to Kingdom, only... Animal Kingdom, uh, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. Yes. Oh boy, I thought all of those were one thing. No, no. To, uh, fuck That's Disney. New. So I, I decided. You could spend you know, a whole week there to see everything. Yeah, you, you, you really could. Nope. Um, I'm just not even. I've never been to Disney in my life. I don't think I'm ever going to. Cool. Let us talk about it for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> okay, so I, I wanted to say, you know, we, we were talking about whether we wanted to do two days at Disney earlier, and I was looking at my, my budget a little bit, and like, eh, that's a little much. And the other thing is, like, if I was going to spend the money for another day, I could either do that, or I could upgrade my season pass at my local theme park here in Ohio, which is Cedar Point, to get their platinum pass, which gets me into their entire chain of parks. For the same price that would one more day at Disney would cost. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's there's a distinct decision there. I'm oh, going to yeah. be hitting up the local parks enough this year to make it make it worthwhile. So um, let's see here. I will say to Disney's credit, they do an incredible job of immersion and theming. It's worth the experience at least once. Hmm. But that being said, I I could also see, you know, an argument to be made for why someone would not want to spend a whole lot of time in Disney or spend a lot of money in Disney because you can spend money real quick. Oh, I spent a lot. That was you don't easy. say. <laughs> I usually yeah. spent the most money there. Um, but I wanted to, yeah, because you you went to Rock and Roller Coaster in Spake Mountain. I just wanted to, you 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 quite like Rock and Roller Coaster. Rock and Roller Coaster was in terms of intensity of ride and and smoothness of ride and all that rock and roller coaster was some of the most fun i had ride wise just pure purely on the ride what's the general sense of this is this more of an easygoing track or like is this an extreme roller coaster or rock and roller coaster has three inversions in the dark um it starts you off with a an immediate launch Oh, like and, the Hulk ride at uh, Universal. Yeah, and, and the, the best Island, part about sorry. it, too, is that um, you are standing in line because there's quite a long line for Rock and Roller Coaster. I think it was about an hour when I got out there. Um, and, like, when you get up to the area, the, the whole premise is that you're getting into this quote-unquote stretch limo. It's a roller coaster that looks like a stretch limo. Ooh, and, so classy and um, fun. As people are being loaded in and you're kind of waiting on this New York-esque street, or it's supposed to be LA-esque street, uh, it's like themed, but uh, the thing of it is that you are watching people get loaded into these cars, the cars pull up to the start area, and then it's got a countdown for each one, and each time it just shoots off like crazy, and you see people go screaming into the darkness. I mean... 
it is a great way to that start. That sounds ride. cool. Cause like the early launch, the only early launch ride I've been on is the Incredible Hulk one at mm-hmm. uh, Island of Adventure, and that one basically, it's like it starts you slow up the first hill as typical with a roller coaster, and then it's just like launcher gate boom and like launches you up the hill and that's fun (laughs) yeah oh absolutely i i will say uh so when it comes to theme parks i i have to laugh a little bit because uh when i was younger i didn't really care for theme parks all that much um i didn't like roller coasters i had a bad experience when i was younger on a drop ride and just after that i was very much turned off on them that's but when i got to when I got post high school, I, I found a love for roller coasters again. And um, because we've got uh, Cedar Point nearby, which mm-hmm. is honestly one of the world's best theme parks for roller coasters. It I has. Like I have heard of that before. Is it a Six yeah. Flags Park? I'm sorry, say that again. Is it a Six Flags Park? It is not. So oh, Cedar okay. Fair is one of Six Flags' biggest competitors. So if it's okay. if it's a chain in the United States and it's not Six Flags, um, it's probably Cedar Fair. Okay. Um, but Cedar Point is their like flagship park. It's the original one. It's over 150 years old. And oh, wow. uh, one of their rides, which was a record breaker at the time, that I got to ride this last year for the first time is called Top Thrill Dragster. Oh, I've uh, done the uh, the virtual ride on that, uh, but never been. It is over 400 yes, I feet watch, tall. I watch shoots, virtual yeah. rides on YouTube because I'm that lame. Shoots you straight up and then straight back down. It's a very short ride. It's very intense. Um, unfortunately, the super, that one's like, isn't that the Superman rides like that? I think there was a Superman ride. Uh, was that one? Did that one go up and around, or did that one just go up and then back? It went up, up and away. <laughs> I'm not even making a joke. That's what they were trying to simulate. Kudos. Um, what I was gonna say though was, uh, uh, this ride last year had an issue where a piece fell off the ride and injured someone. Never good. <laughs> no, very not good. Um, unfortunately, the lady did, so, like, she got hit in the head standing in line with the piece of the roller coaster. Um, and, you know, not to get too down, but I, I think she's got some long-term injuries from that. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I got to ride that roller coaster for the first time the day before that accident happened. Ooh. So... Uh, At least it wasn't after. Because yeah, I wouldn't want to get on after. part of me that goes, I've got impeccable timing in the sense that I got to ride that ride before there's you know, there's a possibility that ride may never open again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at very least, they're going to retool everything for safety because, yeah, when, when a serious incident like that happens, you really do have to break down everything and figure out what happened. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I will say one more Ohio loss of is... life is too many. You, you yeah. can't risk oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Ohio is one of the best states for, like, uh, theme park, like, uh, transparency on, on theme park uh, incidents and stuff like that. We've got some very robust laws about, like, inspections and stuff like that. And it's uh, unfortunately due to a history of not so great track records. But, you know, they, they did learn and they have beefed up rules and stuff like that. So I'm very thankful for that. 
Yeah. I've always had a fascination with roller coasters since playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> and I, to this day, have only ever been on one roller coaster. Ooh, which and one? it was well, it's the, the one at Callaway Park outside of uh, Edmonton. Uh, and Ooh, one of the first roller coasters I went on was in West Edmonton Mall, the Mindbender. That is... Like that actually has a reputation around it as one of the most intense roller coasters in the world because they try to fit a whole lot of track indoors in an enclosed space because even though it's like a giant mall, I don't think West Edmonton Mall has the biggest mall record for several years, but one of the biggest anyway, but it's still a mall. And because you're trying to fit a lot of track in a small space, there's a lot of tight up and down and tight turns and forces. Yep. That's, uh, Oh, it's number six. Peter's telling me, wow. It was number one for like a minute, but that was like in the (laughs) eighties. Then China and Dubai happened. Yeah. And they're just like, Oh, somebody doing something bigger? Nah. <laughs> like, what happens if you same thing you with know, building height? But yeah, the amount and of, have access to all the money. the The amount of G force in Mindbender is mind bending. <laughs> it, so it's probably the closest to blacking out on a roller coaster that I've ever been. If I get out that way, I would love to ride that thing. Mm. Oh, um, I love it. Uh, and that, if that... you guys ever come to the Cleveland area, I will 110% take you guys to Cedar Point because like, I'm going to tell you both of those things need to happen. Absolutely. Definitely. So back to, sorry, <laughs> it's like, I, I want to, because I know this episode is going to go long, but I want to try to Oh, it's going to go long because, but I want to keep it going. So um, the other big thing to talk about with Star Wars is Jesse. Yes. He wanted lightsabers. He wanted to go to Rava's, the lightsaber building workshop. Apparently, there's a 60-day waiting period to get in there. Oof. That's how popular Holy that thing is. Cow. And bear in mind, you pay for those lightsabers. They're it's, not free. No, it's like 250 bucks. 240 on, yeah. On top of... The pass. Getting in. Yeah. It's, it does it's come with ridiculous. its own carrying case. Uh, Well, good. <laughs> Damn well better. I got a um, box for mine that it came in. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so he unfortunately didn't get to do story. that. I got a free lightsaber. So he went to another, mm-hmm. sh- we got, went to another shop instead and he bought two of uh, Ahsoka's lightsabers because those have the color changing blades, which let her, because yeah. she has a green one and later she has a blue one or the opposite. Uh, she eventually ends up with white ones, I think, but I actually never really yeah. watched Clone Wars or Rebels, so... Why did you try to correct me if you didn't know? Because <laughs> I think I know. Because that is how Chris do. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I'm uh, participating. So that's what happened with him, we, and he and Jacob also did uh, Smuggler's Run, and then we teamed up to do Star Tours while Phil did Rock and Roller Coaster, and Elliot did something. I'm not sure what he did. Uh, we tried the food, though. The food was fine. So Jesse didn't actually get to do the lightsaber building? Those no, he didn't get to do the building, but he bought two lightsabers. Oh, okay. I thought he got to build them. No, he did not. No, I'm unfortunately sad. not. He, he, he did not book 60 days in advance. That's I a... 
That is ridiculous that it's that big of a wait. Well, it's, I mean, you can only get in like maybe 20 people every half hour. It's going to happen. Well, at some Still point, though, you're, you're going to have to make it like a ginormous like warehouse where you just like get like I forgot to mention people the, at a time open 11 more workshops. Yes. Welcome to Watto's Discount Lightsaber Emporium. I forgot to mention. <laughs> where we will do horrible Jewish impressions all day. Oof. I forgot to mention on the day we just chilled because we were so tired from recording the podcast. Jacob apparently wasn't tired because he just randomly went to Universal Studios that day. Like, he just disappeared, and we found out he was at Universal. He was going, like, he's doing Harry Potter, he was doing Jurassic Park, he was doing the whole thing. I I went on do. the Harry Potter roller coaster uh, before it was Harry Potter, when it was Fantasyland and Twin Dragons. Mm-hmm. That's a fun roller coaster. Nice. Anyway, um, so then in the afternoon is when we split up, uh, because Jesse, Jacob, and I went to Epcot to do Eating Around the World. Mm-hmm. Phil, you went to Magic Kingdom, right? I did, yeah. And that's when you did Space Mountain and a few other things? Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. I was going to go on a few other rides, but, like, there was a lot of stuff that was closed. So mm. is Magic like, Kingdom the, like, the classic Disney? Yes, it's the classic one. Okay. That's the one with the the castle in the center and all the firework displays are there. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that castle, like, it, it's not an actual, like actual size castles and it's just like forced perspective makes like That's this no exactly. castle look big yeah. The, yeah there is a lot of forced perspective as you go higher the spires and stuff get smaller and smaller but it's still otherwise there is a legitimate suite in the top of that castle yeah um that was originally i think built as like it was supposed to be like walt disney and his family's like private quarters yeah um and then he passed away before they could be used and so they now and use that as like weirdly wish and stuff like that. Disney was like, we like money, and so they sell that suite for a lot no, and lots of it. They don't sell. They don't sell the suite. They, they a lot of they a don't. lot of the way that people get the suite is through big charity donations. Yeah, that's not that's not exactly selling. It is. Nah, you. It's not the same. I think it, you're just they saying get the tax write offs. Yeah, and even then, it's not entirely that because they also donate. They also let Make a Wish kids use it. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it's like you're making it sound like it's just another hotel room you can book. It's not that simple. No. Anyway, uh, so we did uh, Epcot, eat around the world, went to all the country pavilions. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Epcot's kind of themed on a World's Fair, so there's a bunch of pavilions themed on various countries that has like stuff related to them all. Um, like, you know, for example, the French one feels like a Parisian street with a miniature Eiffel Tower. And, uh-huh. yep. Oh, no, no. As soon as I went there, I made a video where I said, Ah, Paris, that is where I want to be. Oh, but of course. But I am not in Paris. I am in Disney. Epcot. Yeah, so then have to, like, pretend to, like, smoke a fake cigarette or something. I didn't do that. You don't but... pretend. You have to smoke when you're doing the French No, episode. I'm pretty and... sure they oh, just don't allow smoking in that area. <laughs> And the the French, the actual French people who are running the uh, the wine stand and ice cream stand, just look at you like, oh my god, freaking tourists! I know. The worst I was is I actually said arigato, arigato, because I must uh, to somebody at the Japan Pavilion because they were oh, actually no. apparently from Japan. Yeah, that's the one thing about Epcot is that a lot of the employees in those areas are brought in. Yeah, yeah. Like she was from Kyoto. In in an area like that. They just roll their eyes, but I did actually 
just very brief sidetrack. I'm so sorry. Uh, we I really d- need to hurry up, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did actually have an experience at work where there was a Chinese family, and I said, uh, thanks, goodbye. And, and then their young son, I asked, like, oh, does he actually speak English? Or, uh, or or only Chinese, and they said, oh, he only speaks Mandarin. And so I turned to him and I said, Zijian, which is Chinese for goodbye. And that fucking made his day. And that made me feel really good. So sometimes learning a little bit of a language goes well, but most of the time it's awkward. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we started in France and we made our way around because what happened, like, normally when you enter from the front of the park, you either start in Canada or Mexico, but because we came in through the Skyliner, which is the um, gondola system that takes you between uh, various parks, which is an awesome system to have, I will say. Nice. Uh, yeah, we started in France, and we, so we went around, and honestly, France was one of the best places for food because we had a goat cheese croissant that was really freaking good. France being one of the best places for food. Imagine that. I know, right? Well, no, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite pavilions that were probably France, uh, Morocco, which was actually right after that. Um, Japan, what a shock! There's actually a good reason for this, which I'll get, which I'll mention, and um, um, Italy. Hmm. So we started in France. That was nice. Uh, went on to Morocco, and this is when I picked up a side quest because for the um, flower festival thing, they actually had a pass. Sorry, I should mention the Flower Festival. Because like of Cherry the Blossom time. Festival? Sorry? Cherry Blum- Blossom Festival? Nope, flowers. As oh. in the plant. Okay. They had well, fancy pl- uh, flower decor around the park, including sculptures of Disney characters. Okay. Yeah. And it goes until July. Um, They had a passport where if you tried five foods listed on the passport and got it stamped, you could take it to another stand to get a prize. So the first one was uh, Coconut Très Loche, which was a Moroccan milk pa- uh, milk pastry that was like soaked in coconut milk. It was actually really good. Mm, I'm not the biggest good. coconut guy, but I really like that. And uh, after that was the Japan Pavilion, which apparently is run by a third party and not actually run by Disney itself, huh. which kind of explains why their shop was actually really good. <laughs> like, there was some obviously kitschy stuff, like, the, you, know, you could buy swords you know, just yeah, like you can swords. buy swords in any mall. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like you know, katanas and stuff. But good ones. Yeah, and, or and cheap ones. But yeah, there was like actual like culturally relevant displays. They talked a lot of like there's a display about the nature of what is kawaii. There, where they talked about how the the cutifying of things, and then they had uh, taiko drummers doing a mm. taiko d- drum demonstration. Nice. Yeah, and the food was really good too, because they had like yakitori into the sake bar. Sorry. Did you stop into the sake bar? No, we we got a dessert-based ice cream sushi and yakitori. Okay, if you ever get a chance, that is a a fun area to stop into. I don't think we got quite that deep. We did check out a good chunk. Like, we walked around the castle, because, of course, there's, like, a Japanese castle, right? Mm -hmm. And that part was cool. And the taiko drum was good. Um, Yeah, I, I forget the order after that, but one of the other ones was the German one where there was potato pancakes. Those were pretty good. They were loaded with butter, though. Well, yeah. As, uh, as it should be. Yeah. yeah. And along the way, we're That's picking up... We're picking doing up Doing things correctly. We're picking up booze, or we're picking up whatever. You know, if, if I had a thing I had to get from my past, I would pick that up. Uh, one of the ones I remember in particular is Jacob was obsessed with trying tiramisu. And then he couldn't, because nobody actually had tiramisu. 
And then we started like, no, Jacob, look, they have tiramisu ice cream. He's like, uh, it's not the same, you know, as Jacob's one to do. And then he immediately changes his mind and decides to get it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a kind of a tiramisu pop, like a push pop type thing. Yeah. It was just ice cream and ladyfingers, like, but like, you know, flavored to tiramisu. I think he seemed to enjoy it. I had spumoni. It was it was nice. We chilled out, watched a street entertainer uh, juggle and harass a child. That sounds like a story that I don't want to get into. No, no, he, he just he forced a kid to catch his balls. I he's don't a juggler. Ha- I don't get your mind out of the gutter. Nope, I'm Rest. just leaving that alone. Uh, anyway. But uh, we did the side quest. Uh, there was avocado toast, which was actually like a really good avocado toast because they used like three avocados on that toast. <laughs> um, we tried various booze. Um, we, we kind of, I, I remember Norway being kind of disappointing, but apparently the frozen experience is really good. We just didn't do it because it had a giant line. And um, there was grilled veggies. I just had to let that one go. Yep, we had to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when unfortunately one of the last items I tried and Jesse has a video of this so I can't wait to see the video is a corn on the cob soaked in garlic butter good mm-hmm. then dipped in breadcrumbs mm-hmm. what the fuck oh. those breadcrumbs were terrible it was, it was literally taking delicious cor- garlic butter corn on the cob and covering it in salty inconvenience uh, you could do a Good job on the breadcrumbs. They didn't, Chris. <laughs> if the breadcrumbs are bad, that's on them. But a garlic corn on the cob with breadcrumbs? Like, imagine a mm-hmm. layer of the tiniest, crumbliest, overly salted bullshit. It just tastes like you're eating chalk. Well, yeah, but that's the fault of No, it's the fault of the breadcrumbs. I'm blaming the breadcrumbs on this, my boy. No, I think you could do breadcrumbs well. I disagree. Yeah, and that's the way the bread crumbles. Nah, I hate you. I hate this is all how of I this. this is how I get you to shut down. Uh, so what, what do you what do you think my prize was for all this, Chris? Matt, any guesses what my prize was for eating all those foods? Ten uh, percent off uh, getting into Epcot a second time. Diarrhea. You get a sticker. No, I actually didn't get a sticker at all. I got two things. I got temporary tattoo. Nope. I got pineapple ice cream in a, commemor- in a commemorative plastic cup that was Ooh. mine to keep. Plastic, so it wasn't the most sturdy of things. It somehow survived the trip home. Um, and you didn't bring it? No, because I'm not giving it to you. No. So why would I bring it and risk it being destroyed before it goes to its final owner? Okay. Jeez. Anyway, um, so there's that, and I also picked up some flower seeds which I couldn't bring with me because you can't take seeds out of a country. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. Could have smuggled it and ended up in jail for her. So I gave that to Emily along with an official Star Wars spork. Yeah. Wow. Uh, she Is mentioned, it? uh, I asked her if anybody brought her a lightsaber and sadly nobody brought her a lightsaber, but she did mention the spork. It was me. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to mention about the trip, Phil, and that part? Because I want to get to my travel nice. woes. I almost wonder if I, travel should I, be I, next week. Pretty Chris, much it won't the, take that long. I, just need, okay. I need to get this out. I've been sitting on this. Okay. I I will say, okay, I, I, I hate to drag this back in, but 
Do you want to take oh, yeah, literally a minute and a half to talk <laughs> we about We went to the Canada, Canada pavilion, pavilion, Chris. I want to learn what Murica thinks of Canada. Well, it started with totem poles. Neat. Then there was a British red phone booth there for some reason. I UK mean, was right next door, but still. I mean, go to Victoria. You're yeah. going to see those. So, Then there was a replica of the Parliament building, which was a little odd. Yeah. Not uh, not odd. That yeah. That's literally a thing we have. Yeah. It just seemed weird of all the things to be like, iconic ca- Canadian things. That. Like, here's something from Victoria. Here's something oh, from Oh, we'll BC. get to that. And then <laughs> skip the prairie so, provinces. Do you want here's a moose doused in maple syrup? They did have a shirt that said, I love poutine. And Jesse paid $14 for a Molson. Ugh. I'm pretty sure there was nothing special. Yeah, American. And I'm pretty sure there was nothing special about it. Nope, that's just Holy an average beer. Yeah. He joked oh about it when he bought God. it. This is the most expensive Molson I've ever bought. Cause, you yeah, because like, that's only interesting if you... Don't just oh. have them in every store. I couldn't imagine drinking that. It'd be like, that's yeah. just cost okay, me go 25 on. cents. So we went to a show and called again, Canada Far and Wide, oh. <laughs> hosted by Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, his voices. <laughs> of course. Now, the cool part of the ride is it's a 360 as you, as you experience. Do. They have video screens up on the walls all around you. Okay. So that's kind of cool. They, they give you a panoramic experience. And they tell you about Canada... In about eight minutes, probably mm-hmm. less. Pretty sure it was only six. And they spend about 30 seconds on the Maritimes. <laughs> they course. don't mention, they don't even mention Halifax. They just say the Maritimes. Ah, it doesn't about, exist. They mention Blue Nose. They mention the majestic sea views. And that's about it. And then they move on to uh, Quebec and. How about the largest? Yeah, yeah, yeah it still holds the record. <laughs> Uh, but no, Canada is a couple of coasts, and then... can I can I finish the story before you make the joke? <laughs> because then they move on to talk about Montreal, mm-hmm. Quebec City, uh, Niagara Falls, Toronto, of course, and I think they briefly talked about the Great Lakes. That was it for the central area. Moved on to the prairies, and spent pretty much the whole time talking about Calgary. Fuck you, Winnipeg. Fuck you, Regina. Yeah. Yep. Winnipeg knows what it did. (laughs) Did uh, they spend any time on the fact that Santa's Canadian? What? North Pole? Oh, no. Uh, Then it moved on to BC, where it actually opened with the Okanagan Valley, so we got mentioned, sort of. Nice. They didn't say Kelowna, but they did say Okanagan Valley. So I'll take it. Yeah, I don't even think they mentioned wine when they talked about the Okanagan. That's like one of the primary. Uh, yeah, they talked about the ecosystem, how there's weird desert portions. Like they're which literally is true. replacing there are weird desert with portions wineries. around here. They're not yeah. wrong, but uh, they talked about that. They talked about Whistler. Uh, talked about Van- uh, Vancouver Island. Talked about Vancouver. Talked about uh, ice boating, which I wasn't aware was a thing people did around in bc i pre i was pretty sure that was only in the territories oh they do it in bc apparently according to this video which jesse jacob and i all doubted (laughs) i think they do it only in the territories yeah well i guess uh, i guess you do have uh like fort st john and stuff like northern bc before we hit the border is pretty frozen so yeah i guess 
No, Fort St. John's not that frozen. It's pretty frozen in the winter. Yeah, but we're not... T- ah, never mind. It's... Moving on. We're moving on. I mean, you get to minus 30. Most things are. How many seconds do you think they spent on the territories? Zero and a half. 20 seconds. None. They forgot that about was it. Wrong. Guess, guess what they talked about. Santa? Effing nothing. They just talked about how cold it was and that there were interesting wildlife there. They didn't talk about the gold rush. They didn't talk about the Yukon. They didn't talk about any of that. I know, right? I the fact that our governor general is currently And then they had a Calibre. really bad song sung by somebody who sounds like they desperately want to be Christina Aguilera but aren't talented enough to be Christina Aguilera. Um, And they just... No. Nope. nope. How dare well, you? Nope. Do not besmirch Alanis. Yep. My friend. And they're just going like, Canada. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you. Like, the last four minutes were just that and, like, video montage. And also, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara busted out way too many cliches. Like, my personal favorite mm-hmm. being, there's more to do than you could shake a Canadian maple leaf at. I'm like, you couldn't even say Ugh. hockey stick. You were desperate to say something else. Ugh. <sighs> I bet they hated it, but hey, paycheck yeah. for, like, uh... 20 minutes of work, I would do it. I would totally make fun of my country that I love the if level I got of detail, paid to do it. <laughs> the level of detail was both very impressive and incredibly incompetent. It was wild. Anyway. <laughs> I severely doubt Canada was even probably remotely was. the worst country represented. Oh no, it was probably Africa because it was just a trading post. Ugh. And also, notice I said country because they didn't even say where in Africa it was. <laughs> it's just that like, was like a whose line is it anyway joke when Drew Carey called Africa a country yes, instead of a continent. Yeah, like everyone made fun of him. So if they're actually doing that during this presentation, that's awkward. Well, not during that presentation, but like in the pavilions, there's eleven pavilions, and then there's a trading post, which is kind of like africa Ugh. but it's not even like specific africa it's just kind of there hmm. whereas like mexico gets like a ziggurat and stuff like that which is awesome uh you know and it's like morocco gets like the so all of south america is just mexico sorry all of south america is just mexico yep neat yep i mean norway is just vikings yep ah well of course I was about to say, if they were to add a country, Brazil would definitely be. A solid I would choice. say yeah. Egypt Brazil would probably would be, be a solid one choice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I need to talk about my travel woes. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> and then we need to end. I know we do. I know we do. I really want to go home, but I need to tell the story. Uh, please. Okay. So, the first person to leave, I believe, was Jesse, and two minutes from his Lyft driver showing up, he realized he left his hoodie in the villa. So I had to haul it back with me, and I only gave it to him today, as of this recording. Uh, So he finally got his hoodie back, though. (laughs) And the next group to leave was everybody but me, because I think Jake was leaving later than our Clevelanders were, but it was close enough that Jake was like, I'll just hang around the airport. Yeah. That was the impression I got. Is that about right, Phil? Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure he's glad he did because that airport security is terrible was security. flipping Looney Tunes in that airport. It's like it's it's doesn't feel like it ever existed, and they just spontaneously built it and be like, "We'll build a real one eventually," and they never have. <laughs> 
awful. Anyway, it it, it so you like, know it's like it, it looks oh, like something that continue. they set up temporarily and then they just never have actually built the real thing. It's yeah, it's like giant cues in the middle. It's like a giant of like hallway. The center of an open and, lobby and there's no, room. Like, there's no like proper stands. It all looks like stuff. That yeah, just, like a you know a temporary pop up desk that was maybe meant to last a week. Uh, it's like Orlando. We don't believe in security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's giant signs everywhere saying "Don't bring your guns on the plane" because America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I went in last because my flight was at five forty five p.m. Everyone else had left by like ten or like eight, right? Yeah. So I checked out of the villas at at 10 and then I had to figure out how to kill time. So I ended up going to see an exhibition of the Titanic. Boy, was this karma. Because <laughs> I get to the airport, it's like 2.30. Uh, the WestJet desk doesn't end up opening for almost an hour. So I'm standing there like an asshole with all my luggage. We in a giant, just twisting line before they finally start checking people in, and they're taking their sweet time. Then we get to the security line. As mentioned, the security line is an effing joke. And there were so many people, like, trying to basically, like, cut in front of me. It was so weird. Just because the lines were that badly organized. Um, Made it through, sat down, had a pretzel, felt better. It started boarding about five minutes after we were supposed to start boarding, but I figured whatever. You know, timing's not a thing. So they, they board us, and then when we're finally all on the plane, they say, hey, we can't leave yet. But the window for us to leave is going to be slim, so we need you to stay on the plane. Oh, no. So we probably sat on the plane for over an hour. Then the plane moved onto the tarmac, where I took a photo that's in our shared album of six planes just in that photo all lined up waiting to take off. And in total, there was about 20 planes ahead of us, and they initially were taking off every six minutes. Do you know what the problem was? Thunderstorm, probably. Oh, okay. Because there was a lightning storm going on. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. So we finally took off three and a half hours after we were supposed to. Yeah, that's not bad, honestly, as far as... Fuck you, it's not bad. We're on a 737. It... Could have been worse. Chris, I could have been shot. That would have been worse. Yes. Let me bitch about my pain. Like, oh my God. Like. It's not ideal. 100%. Don't try to silver line this, please. Because the hell has not even begun. That's not true. It's begun. So we're on the plane. We got, of course, a bunch of kids because, you know, we're in the land of Disney. They want to go home. But, of course... I took the late flight. The kids are up late. They're cranky. So many screaming babies. Oh, God. Okay, never mind. I'm entirely on board with yep. Please Kill Me. Why do... I, I want to interject with... Well, I say baby. Some of them were probably... Baby to go to Disney World. Like, if, you're ba- if your child is, well, like, no, they were less probably than three two, or four. they will not remember, remember a things bloody thing. I was, like, three when I went, and I remember things. And yeah. that, that was Disneyland. I remember learning to walk... Anyway, no, earlier than two. So like, there's still delays because anyway. we have to take a different path. So we a five hour flight becomes five and a half, and that's bear in mind it took us three and a half hours. So we were on a, that plane for over nine hours. Neat. And it's a seven thirty seven, so it's not really designed for people to be on there that long. 
So if you think at this point they're maybe going to do something to try to keep us calm, they fucking didn't. They ran the usual service, that was it. You know, there was no like, oh, sorry, hey, do you guys need some free Wi-Fi? Nothing. They don't really tell us what's going on. And There's no Wi-Fi on that plane. Yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah, you have to pay on for 37? it. Yeah. Oh. Well, because they have to set up, because they're doing the, inf- instead of having video screens on a 737, they have the in-flight entertainment on, on the app. So you have, uh... to, you have to connect to it, and then you can also buy actual internet through that app. Okay. Which doesn't work properly, because I did that, and nope. I still wasn't able to access YouTube. So that pissed me off. Yeah, they they bandwidth limit you quite a bit on those. So yeah, but I paid twenty dollars, so fuck you. Use YouTube or so. Stuff like I'm, that. I'm also going to be disputing the charge every... on that because I couldn't do what I actually wanted to do, and they gave me no warning about that. Because um, otherwise, I would. Good luck. Just... Yeah. Well, I I think I've got a case because so we land in Calgary at one thirty in the morning. Uh, we were supposed to land at nine, and um, nine p.m. the previous day, I should say. Mm-hmm. And my flight home was supposed to be at 11.20. So that didn't happen. Nope. Uh, So I got a flight change to 9.30 the next day, which was now the current day. Uh, And then they were like, and I was like, cool, so what about a hotel? No. And they walked away. Apparently it's not their policy if there's a weather delay. Sleep in the airport. Yep, that's essentially what I was being told. So I'm like, all right, I've got my... I bought insurance. I'll go to the Marriott in the hotel in the airport. Guess how much the, the insurance only covers up to three hundred dollars, and that's for all trip interruption related things. And they want receipts, so like restaurant bills as well as um, uh, hotel rooms. Marriott was charging two ninety nine before taxes. Ugh. So they got and they didn't have a distressed passenger rate. So there, that that hotel is now dead to me, and I want yeah. them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, that's so much. Remember, I work if you're, in the hotel business. Yes, and I if, know that, and how I badly. I don't, but if you're working in the airport and attached to the airport, you need a distressed traveler rate, and you should know what the basic insurance packages are. Yes, this is a, this is part of your 100%. job as a rev, as if you're in revenue. Um, basic insurance in packages is maybe wiggle room because it depends who you're insured with. And that could probably be a wide range, but travel distress absolutely. I want them to hire me so I can fix their broken fucking hotel. Uh, they don't want to hire you because they want to stay broken because they make money on broken. No, they don't because they get fucking lawsuits. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, I review-bombed them immediately out of spite while I was waiting for my ride because I ended up booking at a different hotel whose name I won't say just because I have to imagine I'm also affiliated with them, so I did appreciate them. Uh, But they came to me in my hour of need, so I praised them on TripAdvisor, Google, all that stuff. And I had to shuttle away from the airport, though, and then shuttle back like five hours later. Uh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I I was close to a nervous breakdown. This I is one bet. of the reasons I love that new the hotel I actually stayed at because they saved my fucking ass from probably starting a fight. Because <sighs> I was just gonna be, I was so tempted to just be like, okay, if West just gonna abandon me, I'm just gonna sleep at their desk and just wait for security to try something. Like that's that's where I was at because I had been awake. <sighs> 
over 20 hours. I had not been able to sleep on the plane. I had been dealing with hours of screams, delay, and like my knees were done because of how cramped I was after eight hours. Nine hours. So, I mean... Yeah, no, I was just... Yeah, if you just like, pulled I was ready to just cause long. shit out of spite. Gosh, like, mm-hmm. And I was still more calm than some of the people you who were... can't ri- be expected to be reasonable after those circumstances. WestJet needs to do something because those employees dealing with this shit at 1.30 in the morning... And I'm, like, I'm at that point. I don't think I'm the most reasonable person, but I was definitely not the most unreasonable. Holy shit, some of the stuff I caught wind of. And, um, you know how I said they said they don't cover hotel rooms for weather? I know that's not true. Mm -hmm. Because a couple of days ago in Kelowna, there was a weather problem. A shit ton of flights had to be canceled. WestJet gave them vouchers for hotel rooms. I know this because I'm in the industry. Yeah. So they fucking lied to me. Mm-hmm. And you received... So I'm going to be reading them the fucking riot act over this whenever I finally call them on. Cause... Also, um, Peter, I know you probably already know it well, but like delayed flights, your passenger bill of rights, you basically yeah, can I'm probably gonna have to, to do like that. $1,000. I don't know if I... Straight up. Don't not have to do it. Just do it. Like, it, yeah. The only and way that they pay it is they're if gonna you apply to get argue it done. with you because they want people to just give up in a second. Because most people will. Yeah. Well, they they didn't fight us. Like when I, I had a flight delayed and we had to stay over in Quebec, um, and because of the like they. They were, I didn't, it was just with Air Canada, but they were decent enough. They like, I think they gave us like a food voucher that we never use and they put us up in a hotel for like, yeah, something like five or six hours because we had to get back in time for our flight. But, um, yeah, like when we, when we got back, we were like, okay, well, based on Bill of Rights, well, there's two of us, so we got two grand out. And I can't remember if I mentioned why. The whole reason that our flight was delayed was because they had, as they, what they put it was a catering issue, which basically was when they stopped over to get food at the last location, <laughs> they like ran out of sandwiches or something stupid. And so because they didn't have enough sandwiches, they had to pay us <laughs> two grand. And it was great. So... Last time, I don't know. I, I didn't even want a freaking sandwich from them because you know you get like a fourteen dollar lackluster sandwich from like from on on. Uh, they food. do it's put like, no uh, half a that. sliver of deli meat oh. on it. Yeah, and they they Ooh. do spread one Wait, half of the bun protein. with uh, discount no, just, mayo. I... The other half will just absorb from the first half, so don't worry about it. And I believe there is a single spinach leaf. It's a, it's a yeah. mayonnaise-like spread. Yeah. Or some congealed-like yeah. like lard or something. I don't know. But anyway, no, I I think I had like a... <laughs> That's not better than anything ever. That was like better than anything, and I bought that myself. Nope. Sorry, it's, it's better than whatever they would have served on that flight. I think dogs leave souvenirs in parks that I didn't buy it from a them. box of Glossette raisins. No, you're wrong. 
How dare you, sir? Uh, okay, oh, you're wrong. Cool. Uh, <laughs> is there anything else other than this stupid anyway. fight that Matt and I are having about how gross raisins are? I know we're wrapping up, so okay. I'm going to just do these as two quick blurbs here. Uh, to tease, you know, whenever I next come on to Carbomb Podcast. But uh, I wanted to mention that last time I was on this podcast, that wasn't last week. Uh, it's been yeah. pretty, it's been over a year since then. And um, I will tell you guys that I am now 69% of the fill that I was previously. Um, oh, nice. I am. Yeah, I witnessed down this. a whole it's bunch true. of weight. Woohoo. Well done. Um, and the second thing I'm going to say about that is that oh. I since have a new job as well, which I'm enjoying a lot. I have left the electrical industry. So, yeah, those are things that I will talk about Pretty some other buddy. time. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else we want to say? Chris is, Chris is being very silent. Uh, I'm trying to so figure out a very brief how uh, update to the everything. Just, I mean, the audio is still good. We're not having a repeat of a couple weeks ago, but everything just kind of went really weird. Peter, you dropped. Entirely. Oh, I, I did that intentionally because my battery was dying. Oh, okay. Uh did that somehow break everything? A uh, little bit, but it's. It's about to say you're. Yeah, your, things your got janky a bit. Be getting a bit bumpy, but Chris insulted my my chocolate choice, and so Ooh, I sent a jackass. It might just be because there's a storm Here in the area again. Too. That's also not true. Yeah, and the storm's I... name is Peter. No, I know. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this pretty long episode. But uh, honestly, sure it was last only. Week. It was only so long because Matt just wouldn't shut up. So much Matt on this episode. Yeah, we'll be back to normal Clearly. next week. Yeah, uh, we're never normal. Fine, I'll just in. I'll just no. let you all know. Um, Blyglaset raisins—they're delicious, and Chris can Emily uh, go eat three bags, three boxes. I'll draw. Lipstick, trash bag, shattered glass, jailpipe, tread like reason, glass, universal bearing, aerial break, universal No. Aerial. Noun. British. Another term for antenna. C. Also, jiggle the antenna on the radio. Classic.